Welcome back to Real Talk with Rachel. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hey, I want you to know that your voice and your presence matters. Each and every one of you have extraordinary and unique gifts. But things like fear, insecurities, lies, and even past wounds keep us from receiving God's best and releasing those gifts into our world. This show is a safe place you can come to hear relevant, engaging, and authentic topics to help you get real, live free, and pursue your God-given dreams. Before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to say thank you to the show's sponsor, Hope Writers. Hope Writers helps writers write meaningful words without sacrificing their meaningful life. They currently have their doors open for enrollment this month, and as a member myself, I highly recommend you join if you're an aspiring author. Head to rachelgilbert.com forward slash hopewriters to take a fun 30-second quiz to see what stage of writing you're currently in. I'm excited to introduce you to the first guest of 2020, my friend, Gwen Smith. Gwen is a popular conference speaker, author, worship leader, coach, podcaster, and volleyball enthusiast. She lives in North Carolina with her husband, and they've got two grown daughters. Her online friends meet at GwenSmith.net, where she helps women know and trust God more. Her popular podcast, Graceology with Gwen Smith, has fun, faith-focused, grace-filled interview-style conversations with practical tips and honest discussions to encourage women in meaningful ways to live out and lean on the grace of Jesus in the midst of cluttered, messy days. Gwen speaks, leads worship, and eats potato chips at women's events everywhere, and she's the co-founder of the conference and devotional ministry, Girlfriends in God. I promise you guys are going to love Gwen, so let's go ahead and jump right into the conversation that we had. Well, hello, Gwen. Welcome to the show. Hey, Rachel. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks. So in the beginning, I always read your official, beautiful introduction. But one thing I like to do is just ask you, what's something that we may not read in your bio? Fun fact about you. Fun fact. I am the middle of five kids born in eight years, played college volleyball. Oh, okay. I'm the youngest, <laughs> I'm the youngest of five kids. So there you go. <laughs> We're the five kids sisters. Exactly. I love it. Um, <laughs> awesome. Okay. So here's, I have been, I was actually a guest on your podcast a few months ago, yes. which was super yes, fun. Were. And I've, I've been able to connect to some of your listeners. They have come over and found me and what I'm up to. And so I love how this world works. It's like, we're all doing the same thing yet. We're not, I don't know. It's kind of cool, you know, cause it's like with our own voice and our own, own flair. And so there's absolutely no competition in this. It's nothing but collaboration. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on my podcast today too. Um, well, I'm honored to be here. And yes, it's kingdom. We are kingdom girls, honey. That is that is what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've also been following you online. I don't know how long I've been following you online, um, but I definitely follow you, particularly on Instagram is where I mainly hang out myself. Um, and I've noticed that you really, something that you're good at is just helping women know God and just trust him more. Um, and I feel like that's a topic that a lot of us, I can, I guess I can share this for myself. And I feel like a lot of women would relate to this is that we know that in our heads that it's kind of hard sometimes to translate that over to our hearts. So I'm curious if you have any practical tips that you'd want to share for women to be able to really get to know God more and, and to trust him. 
Well, first of all, it's my biggest challenge as well as everybody else's. So it's not like I have <laughs> like a slew of answers, but I know that for me, I have to sit myself down and I have to prioritize. I actually recently did a survey of my community online, my Christian women community. And I asked them, I said, do you, first of all, the first question was, do you want to know and trust God more. And mm-hmm. in across the board, the answer was yes. And then I said, what keeps you from sitting down and being disciplined in, in your pursuit of him? And every, I mean, most of it was uh, distractions. And then the second biggest answer was uh, lack of discipline and, and priorities. It's just, you know, so our busyness and I am among those, the struggling sisters. So uh, there was, um, you might remember this movie. This is one of my quirky favorites. But back in the day, 30, 30 years ago, there was a, a fun movie called The Princess Bride. Did you ever see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love The Princess Bride. <laughs> my kids <laughs> well, love The Princess Bride now. <laughs> so do mine. Same, same. Okay. So in The Princess Bride, there is this scene where the two, ma- two main characters are Butter- Buttercup and Wesley. And they are being pursued by the bad, bad prince who wants to kill them. And they have, in order to escape, the only option they had was to go through the fire swamps. There are three main obstacles in the fire swamps. One is these fire spurts that come up from the ground and can just consume you with fire. Another one is the ROUS, which is the rodents of unusual size. Ridiculous, right? (laughs) And then the third one is dry quicksand. And so it's like this epic part of the movie where they're trying to escape the bad guys and their only chance of hope. And the thing is, is no one has ever gone into the fire swamps and actually lived. So they go in, you know, with apprehension in her heart appropriately. And of course you hear the clicks and then the fire spurts shoot up from the ground and Wesley, you know, saves Buttercup and steps her aside. And then he battles heroically this ROUS. And then as we're seeing them get towards the end of the fire swamp and perhaps move into freedom that they're really longing to experience, all of a sudden Buttercup disappears. And it was the dry, she hit a patch of dry quicksand and like disappeared on on the spot. And of course, as any good movie would have it, there's this vine hanging and Wesley hangs onto the vine and dives into the quicksand. And so for just this moment that seemed like an eternity, we were looking at the, the top of the quicksand. And all of a the sudden, then we see Buttercup and Wesley come up the vine and the, the quicksand goes everywhere. And she comes up breathing. They come up breathing like <gasps> gasping for breath, desperate just to actually have oxygen in their lungs. And then, of course, you know, the next scene, they're they're out, they're safe and happy. But as I watch that scene every time, it just reminds me that that is how I feel on any given day. So as much as I want to know and trust God more that I can hit a patch of dry quicksand in my day without even realizing it. And I can move into, you know, flesh-led living versus spirit-led living. And 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 one of the things that becomes a dry quicksand that that leaves me gasping for breath is my own priorities. It, it's about es- establishing that time with, with the Lord. Um, and, and in different seasons, it's going to look different. But honestly, getting to know and trust God more is so much about being intentional. And it's, it's we have to know the Word. We have to open it up. It's not a Sunday morning thing. It's a gift to us to know God's character. You know, and the more we know of his character, the more we've seen the deliverance that he's brought other people through and reflect on the ways he's met us in the middle of our mess. It's amazing that our our faith is bolstered. So, you know, we it's there's no like 
there's no quick fix or magical answer. It's, it's do the work, you know? Yeah. Well, I love, you're clearly a storyteller because you just gave a beautiful visual illustration, which for someone like me is extremely helpful because I, if you can like paint a picture for me, I'm like, I'm in, okay, I'll remember this. And so (laughs) it is, it is so simple yet at the same time, the powerful thing that you just shared in that is the reminder that we do have to be not only intentional, which by the way, that was my word for this year, intentional. I love it. um, Is, uh, but it's, it's also a, just aware. And I almost feel like we need to start a hashtag, like beware the quicksand or something, you know, like, like seriously, (laughs) just to remind ourselves that you, it is not a matter of if things are going to come and try to sidetrack you from getting alone with God, getting to know him. It's just when, and if you're going to recognize when it happened, I not even kidding last night had a moment like this where we, I finally put the kids to bed And my husband and I usually will watch like a show together or something. But last night we both were like, you know what? No, we're we're just done. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I just felt led. I want to journal and read the Bible. Literally, I'm not even kidding. Got all my stuff out to just journal and read the word. And a text came through that reminded me of something I forgot to deal with. So I got on my computer. 20 minutes later, I was checking, responding to emails, was doing all this stuff. And, and I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 what just happened? I was yeah. on my way to a quiet time. A text came through that reminded me of a responsibility. And I, and this responsibility was not like groundbreaking. It could have waited until today, just fine. But I decided, oh, I'll just pop on real quick and respond yeah. to this one email. And then <laughs> I got sucked into the never ending email abyss. Yeah. And it was my quicksand. Like literally you that are- was totally my quicksand. 1000%, 1000%. I mean, another, another, you know, character I relate so much to is that little dog, Doug, Doug, the dog from up. Remember that movie? Yes. I mean, he gets so, he's so happy. Go lucky. He's so, he loves people. He's when he first comes onto the scene, he's like, I just met you, but I love you. My master made me this wonderful color that allows me to speak. And then he's in the middle of talking and goes squirrel. And, and that is my life. I am always just getting distracted. So you, you asked about practical and I love practical. So let me tell you some things that actually have been helpful for me that I think will help your listeners. Okay, this is this is basic, but okay, when you sit down, quiet your phone. Mm-hmm. Put it on silence. Uh, another thing I do because I am easily distracted is I actually, in addition to having my Bible and my prayer journal, I sit down with my, with my notebook beside me so that if when I'm praying, if when I'm sitting in quiet, quiet, something pops into my head, like I need to pick up the dry cleaning, or I need to call about that reservation, then I write it down. And it's not lost. And I and I write it down in paper and pen, but I don't lift up my computer and I don't do that. So that's another very practical thing is just in my quiet time. And I have to give myself grace. I will not allow myself to feel guilty about that. If I have to process a thought that comes through my mind, God's not mad at me about that. And I used to feel like kind of guilty that I had to do that. And I don't anymore. God's not, you know, putting his hands on his hip going, can you just pay attention? He's like, girl, you got an active mind, you know? So I, I just, I keep that, that pad beside me. 
another thing, Rachel, that I, I have done over the years, because one of my biggest things that keeps me from knowing God and trusting God more is the distractions. When I go online, and, and you know, I am in ministry online. Most of what I do, of course, I'm out speaking and connecting one-to-one, you know, flesh-to-flesh, which I love events. But so much of what I do is online. So I have to protect myself online. And one of the ways I've done that is that um, with my web browser, I'm currently using Firefox, but whether I've used Safari, Google Chrome, or Firefox, whatever you use, I change the home page to be a blank screen on all of my, all three, I use all three of those. And so instead of going to, you know, the yahoo.com where you get all of the news fashions and all of the what's happening and all of the entertainment news, everything that used to be bunny trails for me. I would kind of just peruse it and try and go to where I was going, but it was full on distraction for me. So I literally have set all the home pages of my web browsers to blank and you just go up and you do it in settings. I never knew that. That's yeah. See, this stuff is this is so good, and it is <laughs> you know well. And I feel like even just last night, if I had had you know, and I, I'm like you, I I usually try not to have my phone on me for that reason right there because it's so yeah. hard not to get sucked in. I love I just love how practical this is. What about for somebody listening who maybe phone and email isn't their problem? Maybe maybe they're in a season where they have little kids at home, and the reality of not being interrupted by a toddler is not going to happen. Is there any anything they could do? Yeah, that the word season is huge. And especially for us as women, because our lives change so dramatically over the years. Definitely, if you, I would say every season is going to give us different opportunities to connect to God. And one of the things when my children, well, first of all, when I was a young professional, I had evenings that I had a little bit more flexibility with or early mornings. So it is about carving out again, there's your word being intentional to prioritize study of the word and personal reflection. I mean, the Bible, especially in the Psalms, talks all about meditating on the word of God and just allowing your brain to just be still with God. I think that's different than than just reading and praying. It's actually sometimes taking taking five minutes, 10 minutes to simply sit with God and say, I'm here. I'm just going to be still before you. If there's anything that you need me to be aware of, or if there's any ways that I am not walking with you, that I am in violation of you know, your word, reveal that to my heart, convict me. Because Lord, you know, the Bible tells us in, in Romans, I want to say 2-4, that it is his kindness that leads us to repentance. I don't know if that's exactly the scripture verse, but but the conviction is a beautiful thing. Condemnation is of the devil. So mm-hmm. there is two two different things, and it's important for women. Some of us really beat ourselves up about things, and that's not what I'm talking about. But when you're talking about seasons of life, especially if you if you've got littles, then think of what can work. Can you, when your children take a nap, get out a devotion, or can you commit to while your children are maybe for one year, you study the book of Matthew. So if you can get five verses in 
then pray and say, Lord, show me more of you today. Help me understand who you are. Help me understand who I am and how to know how to raise these children. And then if you're in, you know, different seasons of life, we have different levels that we can actually engage. I would say the first thing is give yourself grace, but be honest with yourself. Because if you have an hour to spend on, uh, on social media every day and you, you tell me that you can't, you know, spend five minutes with Bible reading or journaling, then I'm going to challenge you and say, "Mm, okay, where are your priorities? Do you really want to know him? Do you really want to trust him more? Because we can talk ourselves into just being okay with, with average and ordinary. And that's just never been anything I've wanted in my life. Yeah. You said so many golden nuggets in there. There's a couple I want to highlight that the, you know, the last one about being honest with yourself. I think that's something I, speaking of practical, I put practical boundaries on social media where my, because I have an iPhone, I set limits on my social time and it will shut me out of my apps once I've hit those times. And it's kind of scary when it's like noon and I've already hit the time limit and I'm like, (laughs) oh, that hurts, you know, but at least it's kind of like a, whoop, you know, a little wake up call, like step away from the phone. (laughs) You're, you're abusing something that's a good thing. You know, social media can be a great thing, but then it can also drag us in. But, but you asked a really great, great question along with it of, do you really want to know God more? And I think that that's, I do think that's a really good question for us to ask, because I think we all answer yes, because we think as a good Christian woman, I should want to know God more. But do you honestly in your heart, see the value and like truly believe that in knowing him more, you are going to be more fulfilled in knowing him more. So many things in your life are just going to be completely transformed, not just for yourself, you know, but for everybody around you. And, you know, it's just like the, in Psalms, it talks about, you know, that those who by the, what is it that if you plant yourself, like there'll be like a, you know, I'm talking about the verse, like a springs of living water. water. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's in Psalm one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so for me, that's where I also have to ask, because I'm always after the root of the heart, you know, like, okay, really, where's the root? So that was a really good point you brought up on that. Before I move on to the other point, did you want to add anything to what I just said? (laughs) Well, I think that the more we, I think the more that we study God's word, the more we actually want it. You know, the more we spend time with him, the more we recognize the blessing, exactly what you're talking about. Because when we are yielded, which is a whole nother matter, it's not just about showing up. It's about actually surrendering as well, like our wills to his. There's this beautiful divine exchange that has to happen in order for us to to grow and and move in the benefits, the flourishing of the spirit. But the fruit of the spirit, I mean, do you want the fruit of your, the spirit in your life? And is it going to just come because you love Jesus? I mean, it's a it's a yielding. The fruit, I mean, who doesn't want more love and joy and peace in their heart and and patience and goodness and faithfulness and self-control? I mean, my word, these are wonderful, wonderful things that the spirit of God gives us full access to. It's a matter of of just pulling up our chair to the table and and as is also said, the Lord says, is, is taste and see that the Lord is good. And so it's almost like there are times for sure that we just don't want more of God. We don't want to know because we're in our own, we're in our own heads and, and in perhaps in a season of rebellion or we're just overwhelmed. But it's when we lift our eyes to his that we do, we, we even begin to become more hungry and desperate for him. And that's, that's where I want to want to stay. 
Yeah. Oh, this is so good. I know the other thing you'd said about when you brought up the word seasons, something you said that I've heard before, but I've never heard the little bit of a twist that you put on it. And maybe it's just the way I received it. And I really liked it. But you said that every season will give us different opportunities to talk to God. Here's what I like about that. And the way it was worded is that it's sometimes we've heard, oh, it's just a season, you know, it'll this is how it's mm-hmm. going to be. But you really struck something in my heart about that's actually a gift that the seasons are different because we get to know God in a different way. An example in my life was a couple of years ago, God told me to run a marathon. I'm not a runner. I'm like the slowest <sighs> thing in the world, you know? And I was like sticking my fingers in my ear, singing la, 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 la. Cause I was like, no, wow. this has to be the devil talking to me, not God. <laughs> and um, when I finally submitted and said, okay, I'll do it. It was the most holy experience. Like I smiled all 26.1 miles of the way. Like I just, it was, it was amazing. And it was because his wow. grace was with me in that season to do that. And he met me as I was plodding along on those long, slow runs. And so it just, what you said just resonated with me about that. Not only is it a season, it's not a season we need to get through. In other words, it's a season of what's this new way that we're going to like get to know each other, Lord, in this fun new season. Totally. I think there's, I, you know, they say that the, the, the greens, the flourishing is so much deeper in the valleys because, mm-hmm. you know, all, everything's the, gets the, you get the runoff of everything. And I think if we consider that the trials actually are a part of God's blessing in our lives, they're not keeping us from God's blessings. I, I think that, that that's where we'll start to see him in the midst of all of those broken places. And that's where he shines through the most. Yeah. Oh, this is so good. Okay. So you and I clearly could talk for hours as I think I've asked (laughs) two of my 10 questions. So, um, (laughs) but good news is, you know, I always pray before we start these that the Lord will direct our conversations. So he knows what we needed to talk about. Okay. So before we hopped on this conversation today, I was checking out your website and I saw part of your tagline that I just loved and I want to hang out here for a second. And it says that you help women grow in faith beyond their feelings, failures, and fears. So I would love to hear just some practical ways that you, or that you've even seen feelings, failures, and fears that hold most women back. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, the fact of the matter is we all have fears and anxieties and failures to contend with, right? I mean, because we worry about our children, our marriages, our singleness, our career, our failures, our health, all the things, right? There's a million things that want to take us down. And we do have an enemy that comes against our lives. And he, his plan is to destroy us, to rob, to kill all the things, all the bad things. But Jesus's plan is better. And I write about this in my book, I Want It All. And it's, this is actually one of my chapters. And it, so we talk about feelings, failures, and fears. And I came up with an acronym because I like a big, I like to have real practical ways that are going to help me when I feel overwhelmed, okay, with my, my stuff. So the acronym is actually kneel. So so it's like, you know, obviously go to Jesus, but the kneel is in the South, you can add an extra syllable to anything. So there's an extra E in there. So it's kneel. It's K-N-E-E-E-L. And it just simply stands for this. It's basically, it's an acronym to help us remember how to stand firm in faith when our knees knock. Mm. All right. So kneel. The K is know him. So this is, you know, generally speaking, we don't trust someone we don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, you don't need, no one, no one does, but, but God, he talks all throughout his word about the importance of us knowing him and, and we know our, 
our God by by getting in the Word, by studying His character, by remembering the ways He's delivered us in the past, all of the things that we've actually already talked about. But it's it's I always say some of us have a tendency when we have when we're overwhelmed by fears, failures, and feelings, but we have tendency to isolate. And so my recommendation is, is don't isolate. Instead, investigate. Mm-hmm. Investigate what the Word of God has to say. So it's about, it's about when, we, when I say knowing, know God, that's, that's grow in your trust of Him. So that's a kind of a key towards that. Because when we know God, we know that His strength is accessible in our weakness, that His comfort will meet us when we mourn, that His mercy withholds the punishment that our depravity readily deserves. You know, His peace will defy our unrest. His joy will kiss the cheeks of our sorrows. There's so many ways that knowing God will inform our fears, our failures, and our feelings. So knowing God is that first part. Get into Word. Uh, the second part of the NEAL acronym is notify. So that's the N. So it's notify three things. It's notify my heart, my enemy, and my girlfriends. Mm. <laughs> and so it's like, first of all, I have to notify my heart. I have to actually speak to myself. The psalmist did it all the time. Remember in Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, all that is in me, bless his holy name. He talked to himself all the time. It's almost like, you know, hey, remember, girl, what you got to do. So it's like, okay, Gwen, remember, Gwen, God has always been faithful to you. He has never left you. He has redeemed your life from the pit. He has restored your your soul uh, every time you park in his presence. So speak to yourself. Speak that truth. Speak guidance to yourself. Then the second thing is notify your enemy because, again, we have one. Jesus did it. Jesus notified his enemy with when he was tempted with the word. So know the word and speak it. Say, no weapon formed against me will prosper. It is written when I pass through the waters that they will not sweep over me, that the Lord God will uphold me with his right hand. So you need to back down and then notify your girlfriends. We need accountability. We need the sisterhood. We need each other, Rachel. Mm. So tell someone I'm struggling. I need your prayers. I'm overwhelmed. I'm uh, feeling like a failure. I've got these things. We just need each other. The Bible tells us that we uh, are to confess our sins to one another, pray for one another in James 5, and, uh, and that we are to strive together in prayers on behalf of each other. So tell a girlfriend, get someone praying for you. So that's the first one is know him. The second one is notify your heart, your enemy, your girlfriends. Then the first E is express the mess express the mess. So it's like, just get honest with God. How do you really feel? Pour out your soul to Him. Uh, Do some serious business. Just hash it out right in the presence of God. Then the next E is exchange. And this is what we talked about a little bit ago. Exchange your will for His. Mm. You know, so there's that laying down. We have to trade in or throw down or turn over our will to the will of the Father. And Jesus did it. He's, if if Jesus himself submitted to even death on a cross, and he, I just think of that that time when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, and, and he's like, God, if there's any other way, can we go that direction? <laughs> but not my will, but yours be done. Yeah. And he knew... Uh, he knew the agony of suffering. He knew the overwhelm of betrayal. All the things we go through, Jesus knows. And so, you know, when we exchange our wills to his, we we exchange uh, our will to the hands of the one who wants best for us, who loves us perfectly, who knows the way we should go. Then that's, that third E is expand my heart in worship. So expand, expand your heart in worship. And that is literally 
give thanks. Mm. Bless the name of the Lord. Get beyond yourself and and see beyond your struggle to lift your eyes, you know, to to the throne. And in and, and gratitude is so important. It's we're called to it continuously in the word. And then the L to round out the whole Neil Ackerman acronym, so that when we feel overwhelmed by our feelings, our failures, and our fears, the L is learn the word. So it's not just about seeking to know him in the word, it's about learning it. It's knowledge is power. I always feel like when I learn, I earn. Mm. <laughs> when I learn the truth, I earn the truth. And here's the thing is, is how can we, when we earn something, we can actually spend it. Think about it monetarily. Oh, if yeah. I earn something, I can spend it. And it's the same thing. Word, learning the word is like chunking cash in a bank account of your soul, you know, because on then on a rainy day, you can make a withdrawal. When you know the word, you can speak it over your heart and just and move into it. And I love the way David shows us how to do that. He shows us how, how to have unwavering confidence in God, even through crazy situations. I mean, he was so good. I always think of Psalm 27 when he's like, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold in my life. Whom Of whom should I be afraid? If we just start knowing the word of God, it will embolden us to move beyond our feelings, our failures, and our fears. And I know that was a ridiculously long answer. But a ridiculously helpful answer. Again, <laughs> I'll never forget Neil, right? I mean, I know right? I will say if you're a listener who's driving your car right now, I'm sorry, I took an entire page of notes while she was talking. So, <laughs> but I'll make sure that we have good show notes that you can like screenshot afterwards or something with all of this stuff in there because this is seriously, I'm not, I'm totally not just saying this to humor you. This has been so helpful. I'm, I am over here getting totally blessed by this. So anytime I have a recording like this, that I am like getting filled, I'm like, yay, I can't w- wait for people to listen to this because they're going to be so filled. And it's just such practical stuff. I really love what you said there at the end, the visual illustration of what you earned, you can spend like that's so that's so good. That's just so good. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. And what book was that from again? That is from I Want It All. Okay. How many books do you have? Four. Four. Go ahead and say what they are here. We'll p- try to put them in the show notes too. But just- yeah, the f- the first book I ever wrote uh, is called Broken into Beautiful. It's the title of a song I actually co-wrote as and recorded as well. Uh, but the second one and third one were devotionals that I wrote with my girlfriends and God ministry partners, Sharon Janes and Mary Sutherland, and those are called Trusting God. And then there's one called Knowing God by Name. Both of those have a Bible study component, so it's not just a devotional. There's also uh, personal reflection questions and Bible study opportunities to just dive into the Word. And then the most recent book is called I Want It All. And it's about, you know, it is truly about uh, just a passionate pursuit of understanding that God is a God who is, he he wants more for us than we even know. Mm. And it's about figuring out what that is. And it's, it's the premise, it sounds kind of, I want it all. It sounds kind of ridiculous to, and, and obnoxious, but honestly, it's it's about the all that God has for us. Mm. And I and I, the inspiration behind I want it all was one day I was sitting in a coffee shop and I was in the book of Philippians and I was reading through that letter because, you know, it's it's a letter from Paul to the church in Philippi. And in chapter three, he talks about the joy of suffering and, and this, this determination that he had. And he said in 
in uh, middle of chapter three that he wants to know Christ. He wants to know, you know, the 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 resurrection power of, of what he used to consider gain. He now considers loss, and that and that he has learned. He doesn't hasn't hasn't figured it all out. But what he does know is that he wants to forget what is behind. That he wants to fix his eyes on what is before him, and then press on towards the mark, which is the high calling in Christ Jesus to, you know, press on to the prize. And that's the part we all know about. That's like the Hobby Lobby, right? Phrase, right? Mm-hmm. It's on, it's on the, it's on all of the, the, the word art, you know, it's, oh, press on to win the prize. But what people don't know is verse 15. We know Philippians three fourteen, mm-hmm. but we don't know 15, which is when Paul says, uh, basically says, those of us who are mature should take such a view of these things. And that had me on my feet in a coffee shop one day. I'm like, those of us who are mature should take such a view of these things. So I went back to look. Okay, so, and then I went I went to read the paraphrase that day in the message of Philippians chapter 3. And that same verse, Philippians 3.15 says, those of us who want everything God has for us mm. should move in that direction, essentially, or should should stay focused that way. And I was like, yes, Lord, responsibly, my heart was like, I want everything you have for me. I want it all. And that was literally my expression of worship in response to the word. And then as I said, I want it all. It's like the spirit of God just kind of knocked me on the shoulder going, "Um, yeah, why don't you figure out what that is? Mm -hmm. And that. I want it all began became this passionate pursuit of figuring out what is everything God has for us. And that is the trials. That is what we talked about earlier. That is the difficult seasons. That is figuring out how to make your marriage that's hanging on by a thread work in a way that brings glory to the Father. That is not about trying to escape the hard places of life, but but trying to experience the strength of God in and through every single one because He is the strength that is made perfect in our weakness. And the more we understand that, we recognize that everything He has for us is all about Him coming alongside of our highs and our lows and, and Him being that guide that we're so desperate for, that hope, that goodness, that amazing God that He is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is so good. You make me want to run out and buy your book right now. And I'm sure people, (laughs) I'm sure people are listening. So would you say that this book is for maybe the woman who feels like there's something more, but she can't quite put her finger on it that she's missing out on? Yeah. And and honestly, who isn't, who doesn't, Rachel? No matter where we are with him, I hope that, I hope that there never becomes a, a point in my life where I think, this is good, Jesus. I'm, I'm about, I'm, I'm happy with this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so, True. yeah. It's so, it, but yes, it, I, I start off the book and since you're a story girl, I'm going to share one more. Uh, when Kennedy, my baby girl, she's not my baby girl. She's in college now, but when <laughs> my daughter was a little, one of my favorite times is always tuck in time. You know, those, when you're just doing snug as a bug in a rug, all mm, the things. Mm-hmm. And, and so one day she had just figured out how to braid her hair on her own. And she, I think she was like eight and I had walked in to tuck her in and she was in bed laying down. And then she, she, she popped up and she started braiding her hair and she goes, mom, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And I'm like, no way. What is this? So I sat myself down cause I knew this was going to be good. And she goes, I want to be a beautricianist. 
Oh. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, wait a minute. I was I totally saw what she was doing with her hair. I'm like, do you mean that you want to like braid hair and 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 make women, you know, do makeup and hair and make women look pretty? And she goes, Yes. And I'm like, that's so cool. I said, but what's even cooler is that you made up a new word and you added <laughs> nutritionist, which which helps women be healthy and well on the inside by making good choices. And I said, so if you can combine those two, help women to feel good about themselves on the outside and and worry about the the inside and what's what's really happening, you know, from the inside out, that would be so cool. And we kind of did the high fives. Yay, I want to be a nutritionist too. And and it was fun. And and so I tucked her in and left. And then I had to go write down that word because I'm sure you're like me. If I don't write it down, it is so oh, gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. So I went and wrote it down and in my journal. And as I was writing that down and just chuckling about it, I thought, you know what? What she was really saying to me was, Mom, I have big dreams and I want my life to be good. I want it to be filled with with beauty and and good things. I want it in happiness and joy. And I thought, you know, that's a little girl just being so honest and open. And I thought, I want that too. But I, I as an adult woman, it's so easy for me to forget to dream mm. and to expect big things from God and, and to recognize that he is with me in the hard places. And so I think that this I Want It All book and the journey, and there is actually a Bible study in the back that coordinates with every chapter because I'm such a Bible study girl. Um, but I think it's really this pursuit of show me today where you are, what, what you're doing that is exceedingly and abundantly beyond what I could ask or imagine. Show me the more that I am meant for because I know that it's not going to be me having a pity party. It's not going to be me being stubborn. It's not going to be me being rebellious. And it's just about this. It's it's really about a surrendered life, but it's also about a life that is that we're, that is lived in great expectation of God to show up and show off on Main Street each day. Mm. Oh, I love it. So, so good. Oh my goodness. Okay. So you have a podcast of your own, which I mentioned I was a guest on. Tell us about the name of your show and where the name came from. Yes. Okay. So it's called Graceology. Graceology with Gwen Smith. It is, it's like my passion. I, I so love it. Okay. So the background about the show is that it is fun, faith-focused, grace-filled conversations to help women know and trust God more. But it's really to help us live out and lean on the grace of Jesus in the midst of cluttered and messy days, which is what we all have, right? So the backstory is, kind of goes back to that title of the first book, Broken into Beautiful. I am a grace girl. I have a testimony like many of us, and I have been redeemed and set free by the power of Jesus and his forgiveness and his compassion and his love. And so grace to me is everything. And I am just constantly needing to give it to myself, to my family, to my people. So I'm just a grace girl. And so it's it's just my word. It's it's my word and so it's my passion. And and the thing is is my my biggest longing is to come alongside of the sisterhood Christian women, whatever their season, and just to whisper these truths, to interview these cool people who love Jesus as well and have these, who who have a message of what God's been just showing them and teaching them so that we can literally be that cloud of witnesses to spur one another on in truth, in love. Uh, but there's just power in a testimony. So that's yeah. kind of what it's about. 
I love that. My our middle daughter's middle name is Grace, and mm-hmm. um, I that came from a season of um, actually whenever I was pregnant with her was when God first started teaching me about grace towards my body. That's whenever he started breaking me of my body image and eating disorder type stuff. And so anyhow, whenever I was a a guest on your show and I told her the name of your show, she was like, she just thought it was the coolest (laughs) thing ever. So I love, I love your show. If you guys listening have not checked out her show, definitely go do that because you always have awesome guests on there. And then clearly you're a good storyteller yourself. So you bring in your own, (laughs) your own flair. So that is definitely one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And then, so you're currently, you have so many fun things that you're doing, but I wanted to make sure we talk a little bit about, you run some online Bible studies, correct? You want to tell us a little about those? I do. First and foremost, thank you for saying that about Graceology. I love your show too. I love your heart and your, I know your community is so blessed by all of the ways that you are engaging them in conversations, solo shows and in guest shows. So thank kudos you. to you as well. <laughs> love the sisterhood. The online Bible studies are they're my heart right now as well. Like that's my big focus is the podcast and the Bible studies. I am teaching an inductive Bible study method. I run it right through my website, but we do host live of kind of live sessions occasionally on in a in a private Facebook group, but anything can be done on my Bible, on my website and that's at gwensmith.net slash Bible study. But what I teach is an inductive study method, and that's a big old Bible study word, and don't let it freak you out, because simply, it just means I'm going to approach the Word to learn and ask God to be all personal with me. Mm-hmm. And so it's about observation. It's, it's, there's a four, it's a forced part inductive method that's very simple. It's you first, you approach the Word and you read. The second thing you do is record, and the record section is the is the one that it kind of takes a little time. Um, well, let me kind of break that down first. So, read, record, reflect. So, personal application. Which what's your key verse? What really stood out to you? How could you apply this uh, in your life? What truth do you see here? Um, so that's that part of reflection, and then the final part is respond. So it's you every every time you approach the word, it's you read, you record, you reflect, and then you respond. But that record section. That's the who, why, what, when, where. What emotions are taking place? What relationships are going on here? You know, all of that kind of stuff. I have, and I offer like these free downloads. I have a trigger sheet that helps you with this section, which has 20 different questions you can ask to make observations about the text. What was happening in history? What, you know, what kind of words are used? Uh, There's all kinds of ways that that informs my heart so much because I can read, for example, what we talked about earlier, Psalm 27. I can read David saying, you know, whom shall I fear? But when I actually am am, am looking at the word fear and I write it down, I'm like, okay, he had some stuff going on. And then I don't feel so alone in the battle. It's amazing how taking time to actually step back and consider what's happening, it makes me feel like a, a bigger part, like a connected part of of humanity because every single one of us struggles, but God never changes. And that's the beauty of, of an inductive study is it's you're just saying to the spirit of, you know, to the Lord, just like, show me, show me something new today about you, about me, about your will, about your might, about all the ways that he meets us in our fears and in our feelings and in our failures. 
Oh, so this sounds amazing. And I know you said sometimes you have a live portion going on, but if at the time of this airing, there's not a live one, they can just go check out your website and sign up for any of the ones you've done in the past, correct? Yeah, totally. They're 24-7 anytime. Uh, you can join up one of the Bible studies and get email instructions and and all of the things that you need to do your own study. And that's the cool thing is that sometimes time is a limitation depending on what season. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want to be able to do something in your pajamas and your fuzzy slippers. I mean, come on, yeah. on your own time frame. That's why I love online Bible study. You can do it on your in your own time frame. You can do it in your pajamas. And I'm all about that. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, I'm over here. I take notes whenever I'm listening at things I want to remember. And I wrote down a word. I have to just stop for a second and say, you're the first person I've heard call it a mestimony. <laughs> I, lo- I love it, though. I was like, I wrote down mestimony and put it in a big square. I love it. <laughs> did you, yeah, I got me one. Did you did you coin that phrase or is that you've heard it from somewhere else? Yeah, I, I, I okay. think that that. That's something that people use, but I, I just, it, it's, it's just so yeah. accurate. You yeah, know? it is. It perfectly describes it. I was just like, huh, I've never heard of that. So totally random side note. I was just like, I just, I got to say, if, if anybody else listening was like, wait, what, what'd she just say? You know? <laughs> yes. You heard that right. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been such a fun chat. Before we hop off, there's two things I want you to do. First, I want you to tell people where they can find you online. Best place is just to go to gwensmith.net. Okay. I always say I'm tall. I'm a, I was a volleyball player, so you have to hit it over the net. There you go. There you so go. Gwen your... is Gwen is G W E N. Okay. Gwensmith.net. There you go with your visual illustrations again. I will <laughs> never forget to put .net now. That's seriously you want to you want me to pay attention and give me visuals. Okay, and then the Same. next yeah, <laughs> the next thing I would love for you to do just as we finish up. Not that you haven't already done this, but is there any final word of encouragement you'd like to leave our listeners with? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I was just thinking of this before we went on. So a couple years ago, my husband, I couldn't make it to one of Kennedy's volleyball tournaments because I had a ministry event. My husband was going to be doing the filming of the volleyball tournament. And uh, he was, I showed him how to work the camera. He's done it before. No big deal. Well, I was just getting ready to go on stage and I saw that he was calling me. And so I picked up real quick and, and I said, what's up, bud? And, and, and my husband said, I'm not sure what's going on, but the match is about to start. And it's saying, the camera is saying it's it's too dark. It's too dark to film. And I was like racking my brain. I'm like, oh, okay, I can't even see the camera. I have no idea. And I said, let me just ask you this. Like, have you removed the lens cap? I, I, I don't know. And, and, he's, and he go, he's, he looked, he goes, oh my, okay, let's pretend we never had this conversation. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, that is not going to happen. But it just, it, <laughs> it was so hilarious. And as we like, we totally laughed. I'm like, okay, talk to you later. And everything went on to be fine. And I just think that there are, there are times, you know, we talked about that reflection is that there are times when all we see is, is, dark or all we see is the frustration and when we when we allow our hearts to be to to be honest before the presence of God he will remove the lens cap so that we can bring light into those dark spaces those dark places because uh, those dark places are very real for all of us and we need the sisterhood uh, but more than the sisterhood we need the presence of God so I just would encourage you guys podcasts are great to listen to 1000% uh, Bible studies are great because they're actually going to take you to the words social stuff having Christian friends having them pray nothing's going to replace 
though, getting with Jesus and, and asking him like the psalmist did in Psalm 139 at the end, he says, search me and know me, show me any way in my life that is, that is, you know, not your way. And I think that if we ask God to remove the lens cap from our eyes, from our hearts, um, and just ask him to show us more of what he wants for us, he will faithfully show up. Mm. Well, that's another beautiful illustration. I love that, you know, that just shows how simply that when we go to God, it, it, it can sometimes just be such a quick fix. Like, you know, we're, yeah. we're over here going, oh my gosh, it's not working out. You know, what's the deal? And he's like, did you take the lens off? You know, no, exactly. I, I love that though. That's just, it's so simple. And that's just such a beautiful way to end our conversation here. And, you know, you also brought up one good point and then we'll for real hop off this time. Um, <laughs> like I keep... I keep, they keep thinking, okay, I thought she was wrapping up. Nope, just joking. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the point, though, about get, nothing replaces getting in the Word, because I have told my listeners this before, and I will always say it, that if listening to my podcasts, if they were deciding between getting to listen to a new episode and getting in the Word of God, I would tell you, skip my podcast. Like, go get in the Word of God. <laughs> like, I'm so Amen. glad you're here, and I love that you listen, and of course, I want you to listen, but... Always choose the word of God if you have to if you have like that limited amount of time and and you, it was one or the other definitely do that so thank you for bringing that point up <laughs> absolutely one thousand percent agree yeah okay well we're for real done with our conversation today thank <laughs> you so much for coming on and just sharing your heart and your wisdom and all your visual illustrations I am super excited for the listeners to hear this episode I've loved every minute thanks Rachel okay bye. <laughs> Wasn't that conversation with Gwen so fun? I adore her. So be sure to check out her podcast, Graceology. Um, I was actually a guest over there not too long ago. And thank you so much to those of you who have left reviews on Apple Music, formerly iTunes, for the show. If you haven't done that yet and you enjoy listening to this show, I would greatly appreciate you taking the time to do that today. And don't forget to head to rachelgilbert.com forward slash hope writers to take that fun writers quiz. All right, friends, that's all that I have for today. I pray this episode brought you one step closer to getting real, living free, and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel. Rachel.